Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, dear brothers and sisters. Welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya. You are gathered here with the three hosts today, my boys, my gassons. What are we talking about? Gasson means boy in French, by the way. I think me and Rami know that, bro. So we grew up here. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, come on, Rami. How you going? Yeah. I, was I hated French class so much, man. Bruh. I took it till grade nine. Oh, yeah? That's like the minimum requirement yeah. to like, you know, do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. After that, I'm just like... Yeah. You and like 90% of the students. Yeah, bro. Including myself, man. Yeah. But anyways, what are we talking about? Rami. Bismillah. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to talk about the perception of a man and more specifically, how a man should be perceived. And that boils down to his character, his mentality, how he acts, how he walks, how he talks, you know, and all that goes deeper to his character, how he thinks, what he believes, his focuses in life and so on and so forth. Uh, so how this started is <laughs> we, we, we watched a video uh, that Mahdi made reacting to our clip. Reaction, yeah. yeah, a reaction he made to uh, your idea of, you know, being a good man versus being good at being a man. And he told this story of... Um, if at first, yeah, first he didn't put it as a story. He just said, like, imagine you're in this situation where, you know, you're at a gas station or a petrol station for the UK people, right? I flipped it on him. And uh, yeah, you put your gas, you fill up, you go to pay inside, and then, um, you know, you pay, you come back on. Your wife says, like, this man has disrespected okay. me. He just said this and that. And then, you know, get the details on and so forth. And then after that, you find the man in, in the petrol station. You grab him by his neck. You drag him outside. And he's like begging on his knees and you're like, you know, uh, did you say this? What did you say? Why don't you repeat it right now in front of me and all this stuff? And uh, then he goes on to say that this is a situation that he was in in his life. And that's exactly what he did. And a few other details. Right? He took the guy's phone and that stuff. But not that's really important right now. And uh, what we kind of discussed afterwards, you and me, was the honor that a man should have the firmness a man should have and how a man should be perceived because he didn't really do anything. And that's what one of the highlights of the videos, uh, the video he made that he's talking about. He didn't really do anything. He just grabbed the guy and brought him outside. But it was that kind of, the, the way the, the guy perceived him that scared him more than anything. He didn't throw a punch. He didn't break his phone. He didn't do any of the stuff. He just grabbed him, very firm, brought him outside. And he's like, you want to repeat that? What did you say? The guy's mom came and intervened. Did you oh watch the video? Oh my god! Yeah, of yeah. course. Bro. It's almost like the fear of the fear is worse than the fear itself. Yeah. So he yeah. they use no excessive force. You know, no violence, no nothing. So you couldn't get him legally. It was just positioning himself in a way where the guy regretted saying anything to his wife. Yeah, yeah. So and and that Mashallah. brought us to talk about how, and I'll let you talk about what you spoke about because you phrased it really, really nicely, Mashallah. So I'm just gonna mention a few things just to set up. I'll pass it on to you. But we spoke about a man and how he should be perceived, his energy, his vibe, and how he should act in accordance to that. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? To tell them yeah. what you're telling me. So that's first nice. off, Mehdi, bro, you're probably going to be watching this. So um, love you for the sake of Allah, man. It's been a long time since we talked. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, Mehdi had mentioned the, um, like it's the energy, the transference of energy I can infect the person, right? Like, if someone's has a certain vibe, like, you feel that right off the rip. Yeah. And what I had mentioned is, like, 
I even made a, a video for my channel because I was inspired by like uh, Mehdi's video and mm -hmm. just like I was, you know what? I should share this, but uh, one of the things is when someone comes up to you, like let's say you you're in a confrontation with someone, right? And like I don't know what y'all are talking about, but like it's you can tell it's getting a little bit heated. Let's say this person is like. It's just kind of quiet. They're not saying much. Mm -hmm. But, like, bro, like, you're looking into their eyes and you can just feel something off. Like, something's very off-putting about them. Yeah. They're infecting you with their energy at that moment in time. What is their energy? The energy is that of someone who is literally willing to lose everything. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he's putting everything on the table. And, like, you know what? If his time comes, like, right there and then, like, if he's going to... If he's, if he's going to be, I'm not going to say finish, bro, but if it's going to be, like, the end of his time right there, like, he's willing to accept that. And, like, when when you're at that state, bro, like, the energy that you transmute, the energy that you give off, bro, people know this, bro. People can feel that. You, you could be walking. You could not say anything. You could be, like, in a grocery store, looking across the grocery store, lock, on, lock eyes onto someone who has this energy and immediately you'll feel that and like you'll actually feel a part of you want to look away. Like yeah. you won't want to keep looking at them mm. in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't the person that's walking with their chest puffed out, yep, shoulders exactly. back and like, exactly. they're literally like strutting their stuff, like, wide, like walking. Yeah. yeah. Like they're in the military or something like one, two, one, two. It's mm -hmm. not like that. This is just a simple person walking like they mean business in a way. Yeah. They're just walking and you just know they mean business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro, it's like that time. Remember I told you that I was in Walmart? And um, there was this, like, like thug, like, hood dude. Yeah. I told yeah. you the story, yeah? Yeah. I, don't, I didn't tell you, though. So I was in Walmart, and at the time, this is, like, the period in my life where I was, like, really implementing, like, just eye contact and getting over, like, all this uh, stuff that I had been taught, like, growing up. And I remember I was in Walmart, and this, like, this dude, he was, like, a hood dude, like, real hood. Like, you could tell probably had uh, a strap on him. And like, he's walking with his girl, but like the way that he's walking, like, ah, uh, but like anyone could just tell, like, yo, this dude will probably shoot you on the spot. Like, this man looks like he just, he has something loose in his head. And bro, like, I remember looking at this guy and like I straight up just looked at him in the eyes and just like, you know, just like nodded like this, like just showing, like, yo, like, I, I see you, like, I acknowledge you, you're here. You know, I'm here too. Bro, like, no one else looked at this guy. Everyone just kept their head down like this and like they would pass by him and they would just be like looking down at the ground like this. And like the fact that I looked at him, like, I don't know. I, I think he was shocked that I even like held eye contact. He actually looked away from my eye contact. And that's not me boasting my anything. That's just me saying like people acknowledge this. People can see that energy, you know. So it's it's very important. Mm -hmm. It's very important, yeah. MashaAllah. I had no idea that happened, bro. Yeah, it was um, it was back in the Jahiliya days. Subhanallah, that's probably yeah. why. Yeah. Remember the time like when I was like, like my ego was coming out big time, like on the YouTube. Mm. We we're talking. I was um, we were actually just doing the uh, sessions together. Like, bro, yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah. 
It was it was around the time when you made the how to increase your masculine energy. Yeah, guys, yeah, if you remember yeah. that that on hell, that's like that's like my favorite on hell, bro. Still yeah. till this day. Yeah, Nella, bless you, bro. You come a long way, but bro, that that level that you had is is what's needed, bro, for all these men. Yeah, I watched Maddie's video response to us, and uh, I had this inner thought. I was like, bro, maybe he's like a lot of people might perceive him as harsh. A lot of people might just be like, bro, why is he calling men, you know, wusses if he can't fight or if they can't. But I was like, bro, that's necessary in today's society because it's how we got to this population of wussies in the first place, bro. No one telling them what needs to be said. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like the truth hurts and those lies heal, yeah. bro. Bro, for real, man. And something that I want to like get across that I think all y'all would agree on, or both y'all, or all y'all that are watching as well, is... um. You have to figure out where you're at. Like, you know how we were talking about this? How, like, oh, you had mentioned, oh, I'm, like, I'm more of a nicer person. But it's, like, when I need to be hard, then I'm hard. And then I'm, like, more of a harder <laughs> person. But when I need to be soft, I'm soft. Yeah. And I think it's very important that you figure out, like, which one of these you lean towards. Yeah. So that way you can work on the one that you are not naturally you know, yeah. inclined to do. Yeah. See, like, for me, like, I grew up in a way where um, I was just kind of forced to be in this <laughs> this hard state. I was forced to be hard. Yeah. No, it's not even the right one, bro. <laughs> Literally, it sounds weird to say. It sounds sus, but, like, I was forced to be hard through my upbringing. And, like, that, that kind of was a downfall because I had to learn, okay, I need to learn when to be soft. Yeah. I need to learn when to soften, when to be loving. And, mm. um... Yeah, this is why I think it's very important. Yeah. But this is this is beyond the point. I just want to throw this in. Mm. Yeah. Just just to bring it all full circle for men, it's it's so much easier to be perceived as an extreme and to fall into the extreme or you know, the other extreme instead of being in the middle. Because we it's so easy to become one extreme. Yeah. Most people are in one extreme. So if you go to this extreme or you go to this extreme, you're gonna have a huge group of a community, belongingness, all that type of stuff, whether it be politically, whether it be in terms of like other views, you know. But rarely do I see people that truly try to, like, be in the middle. And I feel like a, a big reason why people can't do it is because there's not many people in the middle. Yeah. So it's, it's not favorable. It's not popular. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, we don't have a lot of good role models, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, bro, I but, wanted to also say, too, um, mm -hmm. if you had a point, go on, bro. No, just, just quickly, I wanted to add that a lot of people, I think most people fall into the nicer side, mm. especially if you're, like, you know, in this part of Canada, everyone's like, you know, it's nice, please, thank you, just excuse me. So, so polite. And it's not a bad thing, right? You can be, you know, a tough guy and be polite. I'm not saying you can't. Most people are just nice, right? Mm. Uh, but I think at the same time, it's easier to be harder and then become nice than it is to be nice and become hard. Because a lot of the time, it just comes off as like this arrogance kind of like, you know, they get angry and they like puff their chest out and they're like, they're acting hard and they get slapped mm. and they run away, unfortunately. Bro, but, just look at Netflix and Hollywood and the way they portray men too. It's yeah. either you have an absolute idiot who's hard and, you know, tough and just rips people apart in the street, you know? But there's no brain there. He ends up making a mistake and led by some woman that basically TLDR, men can't make decisions. It's either that or yeah. it's going to be such a proper guy, you know, like in terms of like maybe he's moral, maybe he's a nice guy, maybe he's caring, you know? But he's weak, he gets picked on, he's like like a cuck, bro, like a simp, you know? There's no accurate portrayal in the media, I don't know if you guys have noticed, of real men, just a normal man that's balanced. It's always either or. So when men see this, bro, I don't know if you, you know, we have mirror neurons in our brain as, as kids, you know, in our formative stages as, as youth. 
and when we watch TV shows or anime, Monkey See Monkey, Monkey Two, see, Monkey too, and we like to feel empathy towards certain things that we can connect to. So if you're watching, let's say, an anime, and you're like, oh, I really feel like Sasuke, you know, maybe you might not have had your parents killed like Sasuke did. Maybe you might not have been through all the stuff he's been through, but because you see that, you're just like, oh, you know, I'm going to have to act like him now, and I'm going to, like, go through the same trials and tribulations as him. Nah, bro, you're, you're you. You're Abdul from friggin' Seattle, bro. Why are you trying to be Sasuke? You know what I mean? But Or you see something in, let's say, another character, and it's the other way. And... What happens is if you try to mimic these characters subconsciously, you're falling into the extreme that they're falling into. Where in reality, they're not correct, they're not correct, we should be in the middle path. Mm, And the Prophet was the perfect example of balance and fine-tuning and being in the middle path for mankind. So Mm. if we already have that, why resort to either or? Yeah, it's like you have the Prophet, you have the companions. Right? So it's like these are the perfect examples, and man, like I think, I think these are characters and like animes, TV shows, movies, and stuff like that. I think it's dangerous because it's fake. Yeah, you know, and like, like you said, you know, we watch this, and it's like a part of us wants to mirror that because we see something in them that, like, oh, like I could see myself in this character, you know, like. How how silly is that? Like you're watching a show, like yeah. it's yeah. it's like an animated show, and you're like, oh yeah, like that's. You remember as a kid watching like Spider Man or like superhero yeah. movies, and you just like at the end of it, you just feel like the things that they've been through. Yeah. And a part of you is just like, like yeah. it could be a few hours even after the movie, but you're just like in an altered state of consciousness. Yeah. It's not really your identity. Exactly. And like people always wonder, like, oh, like it's okay though, like you know, but it's bro, is it really though? Because like. You don't even know your own identity. Yeah. So you resort to being like a sponge. Rami was talking about this too the other day, bro. Yeah. Um, we were watching something. I think it was Better Call Saul. And, and it was just these two couples just arguing, bro. And just this woman just was just being a, a complete biatch to this man. And, and this man was just acting like a bigger one. And he was just fighting and they were arguing. And Rami said something peculiar that I want to, you know, point out. He mentioned that there's women and men that watch this garbage and then they carry that home and, and have a frame as if that's how they're supposed to communicate with their spouse in an Islamic marriage. Allah, bro. Like, who, who said this is the norm, you know? Can you watch stuff and, you know, draw a line? This is where I, you know, I don't want to, like, take this home. Yes, but how many people know how to do the difference? Yeah, it makes you delusional, too. How so? Well, you just you start to take on certain things. Like, like let's say you just watched Game of Thrones, and you're on like the first season or something like that, and you see Cal Drogo. Mm-hmm. Don't bro. spoil anything, bro. You've never seen it. I've never seen. It. I'm you're gonna watch it. Watch it. I'm gonna bro, watch it I mean, I'm kind of ruining it already for you. No, don't don't ruin it, man. I, I already started. I will leave, and you can finish. And this is haram. Haram. Is it though? It is. There's nudity, profanity, what violence. What Twenty dollars. How dare you? <laughs> I go. Uh, but I just want to say like. If they get to that point and they see this character and they start thinking like, oh, like, yeah, like that's, that's, that's what I would be if I was, you know, in this. At first it starts like innocent, like, yeah, like if, if I was a part of this, like that's, that's who I would be, you know, like that's, that's my character. And then like later on, like it just starts like seeping into their subconscious, into their unconscious. And then they start to portray these things. How do I know this? Because I did it. Mm. Like, yeah. Khaled Drogo was, like, one of these, like, dudes where I was, like, 
looking up part to. of me was like looking up to and emulating and then like a friend of mine had said something because i was like it's so stupid actually because I, I was gonna make a, an instagram i was like yeah i'm gonna name myself i remember that that's Cal, when i that's Cal when i met Ayer. you yeah Cal and he's like bro why i was like yeah because cal drogo like <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> did you know that his instagram background was actually Cal anho bro and like my friend was like bro but you're you're on head and cal drogo is like a made-up character it's i was like bro when he said that i put my head back i was like were you ready to like put that rubber bro, band on your was, beard and everything, bro? Yeah, like bro, I was oh, ready to man. put the paint and everything like on my chest. <laughs> that would really ruin it for me. Listen, but, yeah, go on. No, I wouldn't say that. Like him saying that after a while, I started reflecting on it. I'm like, yeah, like this. This is actually uh, Jason Momoa. This is an actor, like playing oh, a character. Yeah, yeah, it's playing a character. It's not real. Like, it's not real. Like, sure, some of the, the traits, like, you can embody this, but it's, like, the character in and of itself, like, that is not real. Mm-hmm. What is real is you, like, who you are and, like, how you can embody these things. And then it goes back to, like, the role models that we have in Islam. See, back then, bro, you were you were not Muslim. Yeah. Most of most of my memories with, with you were pre-Islam. Not to say that we had some Jahil memories. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just time-wise. And I remember one of the things you would always say is, what is real is you and this experience. Because <laughs> he, was, he was into like that spirituality and stuff. MashaAllah, may Allah bless you. But one thing I wanted to say is there's that YouTuber we were talking about a few days ago. You know the one I'm talking about, that red pill YouTuber, right? And how, you know, he still makes videos. You know, we're not going to name any names though. But, you know, he had that little music in the back and it was like sad videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like he has a decent following now, you know? And we were, we were talking about him and it's it's this YouTuber who is African-American, right? Grew up in a place that was hard, right? Women were trifling. Women were creeping. They were doing X, Y, Z. And because of this, instead of really facing his own biases, I'm not trying to defend the women, right? Because, but I'm just trying to make a point. Instead of doing that and like understanding what these are, but he would literally make videos saying, generalizing like this is how all women are and this is all this. And a lot of reptile YouTubers do this, right? But it's like, bro, there's so many Muslims I know that are not like that. They're so proper. Like, it's it's so foolish though, and like people are following these people as if they're prophets, stuck for Allah, and like they're they're giving sacred knowledge and and paying it forward, you know, and, and we really don't have role models. So I really do want to get to this point for a lot of men that don't have an identity, regardless of us being Muslim and we should, right? Yeah. What do we do, bro? Where are we even going with this conversation? Well, I mean, first of all, I kind of want to comment on just one little point. You said that the character isn't real, right? Right? In the shows. Not only is the character not real, the interactions aren't real. If you try saying what he's like, I'm not talking, saying him, but if you take a character, you say what he said to his wife, to your wife, you're not going to get the same damn reaction. All right. It's not, it doesn't work like that. And about what you're saying, what are we, what are we getting towards? You asked this, you asked a question I wanted to answer towards the end of what Yeah. Like, we're, like, what do we do with this identity crisis that most yeah, women are having? Yeah. yeah so everyone's going to have their own identity, right? And their own identity might be picked from here and there growing up and who they are. That stuff that you're stuck with, so long as it's halal, you know, who you are, that's fine. That's okay. Who you are is who you are, what you like, what you enjoy, what you don't like. You can't really change some of these things, right? And some of these things, like what foods you like even, you can't change that. So we're not talking about the, these things. We're talking about the characteristics that you actually can change. 
good habits you can develop, mentalities that you can develop, right? You have to bring yourself to be a better person. What does that look like? Morally, physically, spiritually, literally, what does that look like to be a better person? Look at the Prophet, look at how he was. He was a kind person. You know, as far as I know, people wouldn't look at him and be like, yeah, you know, I don't want to go near him. And yeah, this was pre-prophethood. Yeah. Yeah, even pre-prophethood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, as they got to know him more and more, they loved him more and more, right? But he was really strong. He was tough on the battlefield. The Sahabi used to hide behind him. We were listening to a lecture that talked about that. The Sahabi used to hide behind him when he was on the battlefield, but he was a kind guy, right? People approach him. He's approachable, really. Virgin but, behind the veil. Yeah, the version yeah. behind the veil was the description that the Sahaba yeah. used. Yeah, you know? like he was modest, mashallah. But there was a time when I think one of the top wrestlers of the, the era there at the time came up to him and they're like, let's wrestle. What did the Prophet say? Did he say, no, Habibi, please no. I'm violent. I'm not violent. I'm, I'm a peaceful person. Don't be like this. You know, don't wrestle with your neighbors, your brothers. What are you doing? He's like, okay, let's go. He wrestled him. He took him down. Took him down in a second. Yeah. And the guy got up like, man, I wasn't ready. I've slipped a little. Let's go again. Second time, took him down. Nothing. Mm. Like nothing. A third time again, took him down. Yeah. Like nothing. And the guy walked away in a shame. That's our prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam. Right? And that's how we should be. That's how we should be as men. But it doesn't mean being fake hard. Right? No, not at and all. it doesn't mean being the other extreme where you just, you're, you found that perfect balance between being necessary, like being violent when necessary and being capable when necessary and also... No, just generally being kind, not not being one to transgress. Mm. You're not the kind of guy that's that wrestler, you know, running up on people being like, let's fight. But if it gets to that, yeah. call us, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just to clarify, right, because we have these role models in Islam, they're amazing role models. But people who are looking at these as like the role model and trying to emulate this, mirror this like you're not going to achieve it 100 percent. yeah yeah you know like we are our own person and all that the role model is going to do is going to allow us to uh become a better version of ourselves yeah right but we will never be the prophet muhammad wasalam. we will never be omar we will never be khalid yeah bro we will never be hamza like yeah. it's it's the facts you know yeah. But, like, what we can do is be more like them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, like, bro, I've always wanted to talk about this. I, I'm definitely going to make a video on my channel about this. So, shameless plug. But um, if y'all think about, like, when y'all were kids and, like, y'all grew up, like, who you were, like, how your personality came to be what it is now, it's actually just a collection of, like, different traits that you picked up from other people or, like, TV shows or whatever it is, like, as you went on in life. Like, I think the only thing that's really us is, um, I guess, like, the charisma. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know when you're really tired and, like, you, you say something or do something where there's no filter? Like, you know how a kid has no filter? Yeah. And um, it comes out very innocent, very pure. Like, that's them. I think yeah. that's what we are. Like, when we're really tired, that's when, like, what we really are comes out. Mm. I mean, that might also kind of boil down to certain, like, biological traits. You know what I mean? Like, if someone's more empathetic, it, like, women are actually more empathetic because certain, like, blood flows more to certain parts of the brain, right? So it could just be, like, the size of certain glands or, like, this is more your field, right? But, you know, things like that, that, that pushes them to be, like, that more and more biological traits. But even that is still who we are because biologically we are who we are, right? 100%. 
Um, there was one thing I was going to say, Bismillah. Uh, yeah, so about what you were saying earlier, right? Like you're not, you have to be, uh, you know, tough and strong, but you're not going to puff your chest out. Uh, that's another side to the Prophet right? Another side to the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, where they weren't arrogant. The only time the Prophet allowed them to walk with their chest puffed out was if they, I think, when they were coming back from a war. When they came back from war, no, when they're up, on the battlefield. Tawaf around the Kaaba? Yeah. Oh, you have to. You have to. It's called, uh, I forgot what it was uh, called. I think it's called Ramal. Ramal, when you basically walk in a, in a quick paced way where you're like tough, you know? Yeah. You have to, bro. Yeah. yeah or, or, or I think it's just a sunnah, but we do it because yeah. we're trying yeah. to follow that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And um, other than that, you can't walk around with your chest, chest puffed out like you're a big man. Like, you know, and even during Hajj, someone. bro, it's not in an arrogant way. Yeah. Too. It's, it's in a way like to embody strength. Yeah. Why, why does strength have to be seen as something arrogant today? Yeah. yeah. What's wrong 100%. with people, bro? Yeah, people look at it like, oh, that's toxic masculinity. You need to be vulnerable. And you, why, why? Why do I need to be weak and vulnerable? Why do I need to, you know, lay my neck down on the line for someone who's not going to lay their neck down on the line? You know, and it's, 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 it's sad that that's kind of where we've been pushed to. And this really liberal mentality of, you know, you know, just do what pleases you and makes you happy. And no one wants fights. No one wants violence. But it happens. No one wants to lose a fight. No one wants to lose when there's violence, right? And we have to be prepared for that. And to be prepared, you have to do things that, you know, most people don't find comfortable. You know, working out and training and, and, and you know, getting punched, getting hit, losing fights once in a while mm. uh, to get better and better. People don't like that. But it's, it's what we have to do as men. So you have to kind of move away from this, 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 this liberal, soft, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to say the word, but kind of like pusillanimous mentality. <laughs> uh, pusillanimous mentality. Um, and... But again, going back to the point, what I was saying, you don't want to lead. You don't want it to lead to arrogance. You said, you know, one extreme and the other extreme. The other extreme would be arrogance. You don't want to lead to that end. You don't want to walk around with your chest puffed out, like, oh, I'm a big man. Don't mess with me. And especially if it's fake. Especially if it's fake, because that's the most embarrassing thing. If you get, you know, humiliated like that, and that's punishable by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. If you think that you're higher than someone else, or above someone else, or better than other people, right? You may not even be able to smell the fragrance of Jannah. How demeaning is that to know that about someone, you know, perhaps yourself if you're an arrogant person. You don't want to fall to that extreme as well. You want to be someone who doesn't think they're better than anyone else, but is willing to take anybody else. This the statement, that's the statement I said literally before we started recording. You want to be someone who's not who doesn't think they're better than anyone else, but they're willing to take anybody else. They're willing to fight anybody else if the time comes, if need be. It's 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 so many traits that a person has to specialize in and adopt. You know, humility, being humble, but being firm, being strong, being brave, being courageous, all when the time comes. And these are things that men have to work on developing. Mm -hmm. And if they don't work on it, then they're regressing in life. What you were saying reminds me of this this thing called Riya. Riya in Islam, which is like just showing off and, you know, just acting overly, like putting on this orchestrated version of piety. But you're not really, that's not really you. You know what I mean? Like, for example, easy way to demonstrate this would be you tell other people to pray, but you're not really praying. You notice someone's not in proper hijab, but you're just out here not wearing hijab. You notice someone's not really growing their beard, but you might be out here relapsing on NoFap every freaking night. You know, this is real, bro. This is what happens. And, and the reason a lot of people do this is because it gives them a false sense of righteousness and, and gives them a, a sense of like, okay, I'm doing something on the wrong, right path. In Islam, yes, we are supposed to enjoin good and forbid evil. This is from the Quran. So even the Quran is that are hadith rejectors, bro. They can't say anything with this. Literally from the Quran. Like 
you have to enjoy in good and forbid evil. It's an obligation among us as an ummah. However, at the same time, there is an extreme sense of that where you're kind of being a hypocrite, bro. I'm not calling anyone a munafik or anything like that. I'm just saying it's hypocritical of you to really like not take a hard look at yourself in the mirror and you're going out here showing off to other people, you know? I know who's the first person that entered Jahannam, bro. I told you this. I forgot. It's a Qari, a, a, a reciter of the Quran, memorizer of the Quran, who only memorized it because his intention was to appeal the masses and impress people instead of actually... Bro, I don't think, from what I know, right? Rami, you haven't memorized the Quran. You haven't memorized the Quran. I definitely haven't memorized the Quran. We're all trying to do our part, inshallah. May Allah grant us that title, that success. Amen. Not for the people, but for us. Amen. Just benefiting and paying it forward. But we're not that. So just imagine, like... You've reached that level. The first time I heard this, I was just like, bro, what? That's crazy. Like, I have no hope because <laughs> this guy memorized the Quran. Mashallah, may Allah bless him. But it's like, then I heard the second part, which was he only memorized it just to like, you know, please people and impress people. And it ties back to what Rami always says about having bad intention, but good action. Of course, memorizing the Quran is good action, but where was your intent? You know, where was your intention? Yeah. So it really does go, go, go to show that at the end of the day, Showing off isn't good. I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that, but or any experiences, but I see a lot of this, bro. I see a lot of this. Yeah, I mean, you see it. It's literally the culture, bro. It's the capitalistic culture. And when you have a capitalistic culture, you're going to have people showing off. When you have like, you know, everyone's itching to get the newest model, the newest phone, the newest whatever, you're going to have showing off. Because when that's the focus, people are competitive. They're going to compete in whatever they're focused on. And if they're focusing on having newer things, better things, they're going to compete in that. Mm. If they compete in that, their ego comes out, they show it off. You know, mm. what, what color is your Bugatti uh, kind of thing, kind of mentality? You know, oh, you have an iPhone 6, you know, you look at them like, oh, what's up with this person? They're broke, they're poor, they're whatever. Astaghfirullah Man, maybe you'll be in hellfire and they'll be in Jannah. And like, that sounds crude, but maybe it's true. Allah Alam, maybe that would be the thing that puts you in hell. Maybe mm. them struggling with, you know, uh, being broke or whatever, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows them to go through will be their ticket to Jannah. Allahu alam. You never know. So that's mm. why, man, it's really important. And it always goes back to what I, what I like to talk about, which is perspective. Perspective is everything. Mm. Everything. And to give a simple example, you know, if I come to you and I'm like, oh, Anhil pushed an old lady in the street. Come you on, know? bro. And then it, we all look at him. How dare you? Exactly. Like, oh, he's a monster, you know, he's evil, whatever. And uh, then you add the perspective, right, of a different person. They're like, what? He pushed her out of the way of a moving car. It's like, now he's a hero. That <laughs> little bit of perspective changed everything. Changed everything, yeah. everything. And now you think that, oh, it's not important in life. It is important in life. You know, someone, someone you, th you might think someone is lazy, they're tired, they're showing work late. Maybe they're working four jobs to take care of their family. You know, you don't know. But that perspective changes everything. So the biggest mistake you can make is thinking you understand the perspective. You know everything you don't. And that's why even as Muslims, we're told to assume the best. Because when you assume the best in others, even if you have to make up a scenario where you like you feel sorry for them or you're adding perspective, like maybe this is why they're like that, you start assuming the best in them. They see that. They start assuming the best in themselves. It's kind of like a chain mm -hmm. reaction, right? And there's so many things. This is just little things that men can do as leaders, you know, as brothers, as, as fathers, as sons, as whatever's. And sisters as well, obviously, that will make the lives of those around them better and they'll be seen as a better person in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just so long as you this, have the right intention. This really, I want to touch on this too that you just said, like the context, the perspective. We have an issue. We have a pandemic of people talking about their marriage, talking about their relationships, talking about their own personal affairs too much with other people. Should we seek nasiha? Yes. Is it necessary? Yes. But I'm talking about people that just gossip, you know. 
there's so many women I know and men too, but it's a lot of women in my family. Anything bad happens, they're always running their mouth about their husband to other people, talking bad about him. The thing is, maybe he's not a bad guy, and maybe you were just feeling some type of way. Because let's say he just came home and he just said salam and he just went to sleep. He didn't give you any attention or anything. You you go complain and vent. He's just like, oh, my man's just a monster. You know, he, he doesn't love me anymore. He's probably doing this. And and the thing is, the friends, the community, they're going to have this certain image of your man because of you. And the thing is, maybe the next day you guys might repair your relationship and be fine. But the issue is people still have this reputation now of the man. And it's never going to change now because they're only going to see him as the way you painted him. And I think that in and of itself is going to cause more complications in, you know, as things go on in the future. So Allah has blessed you with the marriage. Allah has blessed you, let's say, with the family. Don't need to always talk to everyone about it, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. We literally just watched, I mean, I know you were kind of falling asleep, but we literally just watched a, uh, a khutbah on this. And he was using his, I forget the word, but a specific word from the Quran, which means like private conversation, private talks. It's like if me and Fayyad, I'm like, yo, come here, bro. And we like... We like quietly whisper in the corner. We're looking at Anhil, not talking to him, right? That's like, we don't want him to hear something. That's like the private talks. And he said that although this is permissible at times, like private consultations, you know, you go to your doctor, you go to a physician, you go to a therapist or whatever, or you're a lawyer, you know, they have, um, what's it called, confidentiality. They need that sometimes. But also it's mentioned in the Quran, the type of secret talks, like uh, even what you know, what uh, Quraysh was doing, the leaders of Quraysh when they wanted to kill the Prophet I really thought he was going to give that example, but he never got to it. Like gossip and backbiting yeah. and all that. Yeah, like yeah. They, they they met and actually plotted how to get rid of the Prophet And Shaitan came, literally, he came in the form of a man, which is like a good kind of, you know, figuratively speaking, in, in our case, he comes to us when we're, when we're talking one-on-one bad about each other. He tries to get us to make it worse and worse. It's actually the plan of Shaitan. Allah says that in the Quran, that's what the khutbah mentioned as well. But he came in the form of man, literally. And every time they spoke, like, let's, you know, do this with him. Let's ban him. Let's do this. And blah, blah, blah. He was like, it's not going to work because of this. It's not going to work because of that. He's like, you know, someone suggested killing him. He's like, that's going to work. He's shaitan literally sitting right there in the form of man saying, kill him, basically. You know, that's the kind of private talks. Now, if you go on a private talk with someone, and maybe your intention initially is like to get nasiha. Or vantor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it becomes, you know, I, I hate them. They're so blah, blah, blah. They're so this. You're just talking bad about them. And now it becomes something haram. Mm. Now it becomes something haram. So many people nowadays, bro. Private life is called a private life for a reason. It's not a public life. That's facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's facts. So to tie it all back, because, I mean, we started this AP saying about the how important it is and your perception, yeah. uh, how people perceive you as a man. So, what can what can we leave people with here? What can we give them to where you know they can you know, these brothers can actively do something? I think as men we should reflect. We yeah. should take time off. Yeah. I started going a little deeper into meditating after Anho had a couple talks with me last week. It's really been, I don't want to say life changing because it's, it's been short term but transformative to say the least and it helps me understand a side of me the real me that was kind of blindsided see in psychology i think it's like about 90 percent of your thoughts are subconscious so you know how like you have this identity about you you're like my name is rami Mm -hmm. i don't want to expose your last name 
That's that's a jahiliyyah thing. Rami al-Khalil. Yeah, Rami al-Khalil. Rami al-Khalil. That's his government name, guys. What are you saying? Uh, my, I just this, love this, the way it rolls off. The yeah, it's easy on the tongue. <laughs> and he's easy on the eyes too, mashallah. May Allah bless you. And then you look at him, he's like, okay, my name is Rami. This is my, these are my siblings. This is my family. I go here. I do this. I like to do this. I like to eat this. This is my identity. This is my ego, right? Yeah. All the stuff you know, all the thoughts you have, this is 10% actually. Mm. Because this is your conscious. 90% of your thoughts are subconscious. So the real good stuff and trauma and all the bad stuff, all that sub. So it only comes out when you have time and, and you're like, you have given your mind the space. And I found that out. And it's it's life-changing anyway. But what I'm trying to say is for men, I recommend y'all to like take that time to give yourself that space to like explore and get to know your side, yourself, do the inner work. And then you have that self-understanding and self-awareness. Then you can take the next step into being like, okay, I'm too much this. Maybe I should like work on this. Mm. Or maybe this thought comes up of something that happened to you time ago and you're like, this is why I act this way. Maybe I should change this, X, Y, Z. But it's not until you do that that you have that level of understanding. And I feel like most men, including myself, until recently I started taking this seriously by the help of Anhel, mashallah. We're too caught up in dunya So we don't make the time That's why Salah is prescribed to us It's not You make time You know you, Whenever you can And you know You, you just got to get five prayers in a day Anytime No it's, it's prescribed in fixed times Right The correct opinion of the scholars Is if you miss a prayer Deliberately You can't even make up for it Right Can you voluntarily do other Nawafal And of course But you can't like pray later This is a cultural thing. I don't know where this came from. If you forget, obviously, that's a different story. You can pray when you remember or if you were sleeping, etc. But if you deliberately miss it, you can't just make up for it, right? Why are they in fixed times? So it kind of forces you to like revolve your life around the remembrance of Allah. But with meditation and other stuff, it's kind of like the unsexy self-improvement thing where you're like, I'll just put it off. I'll do it to the end of the day. You're tired. You're not going to do it. But I, I genuinely believe not in an act of worship sense or ibadah or anything like that, right? These are, these are, not that. But if you want to do something, whether it's a habit, self-exploration, meditation, journaling, anything like that, generally have a routine. So one of the things I would tell men is have a routine and make it a resourceful routine. Not just something where you're just like kind of just playing video games or chilling like that. Yeah. But what about you? Um, I think you covered the bulk of it, mashallah, the routine. You can get into things like, you know, working out and training and and all these things in your routine that helps. So I won't talk about that too much because we talked about it in a few episodes. What I do want to say is just a small reminder to have, you know, taqwa. Have tawakun. Have confidence and trust in Allah and know that He is watching you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And focus on, on having izza, honor. Not honor as being, you know, Ahmad or Abdullah or whoever you are. But have, you know, honor in being a Muslim. Honor in being a servant of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And be a person who wants to be honorable in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, that's an honorable person. That's an honorable slave of mine. You know? Because uh, when you do that and you focus on that in all your social interactions, everything will change. Like if I just focus on that right now, you know, I will instantly humble myself. Same thing. Any situation. You're talking to your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your wife, your husband, anyone in the world. A stranger on the street. A person that's driving you in an Uber car, Right? You, you have that as your perception or as your mentality that, you know, I need to be an honorable servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything will change. 100%. And the last thing, I got to sit up for this one. You got to know when to make the switch. 
you know, like when to basically let the animal out. And it's like there's this narration of um, Khalid ibn Walid. It's Radiallahu Anhu or Radiallahu Anha. Right, he had sent a letter to I don't know who it was, I forget you, but he was basically saying like um submit to Allah, you know, become Muslim and um you will be safe, there will be no harm. Or pay the jizya, right? As, as I believe that's what the it jizya. is. The the tax, right? And he's like, but if you don't, just know that I bring you men who want death as much as you want life. Think about that. They want death. Like they're seeking death as much as these people are seeking to live because they know that when they die, they're going to their creator, they're going to Allah. So when I say this thing of like being able to have this energy where you're not afraid to lose it all, it's like, dude, like if if you pass, if you end, I mean, you're only going to the creator. If you pass at that point in time, like it was already meant to happen this way. You know, it was already written. So you have to know when to hit that switch. And if something happens and you got to be able to take care of the people that you're with, then you got to be able to, to flip that and want death as much as they want life. Yeah. And, and look, like the last thing I want to say with that is that uh, if you do this, nine times out of ten, it won't end up in a fight or anything like that. Because when someone feels this, it's very scary. Like, I'm sorry, I've felt it before and like I've I've de-escalated and like brought everything back and, and just like basically like backed off because I didn't want to mess with that, bro. Like at that point in time, like I was in high school. And I remember getting in front of people like this, and uh, it's it's a scary feeling. So, like I, like I said in my video that I made for the YouTube channel, like it, I've been on both sides of the spectrum, and uh, yeah. So that's a good end. Uh, that's a good ending off point. Mashallah, bro. Inshallah. Beauty and brains, bro. Allah mubarak, bro. May Allah bless you. You're good with the red eye, kafia, doesn't he? Mashallah. Sisters, DMs are unfortunately not open. Yes. But uh, TBA. Nah. TBD? Never. Never. Oh, never. never. Ooh. Never open. I, uh, with that being said, I did want to ask you one thing. We've been getting a lot of DMs. Same DM, usually. Different people. Ikhwan, salamu alaikum. I advise, no, I'm just playing. The DM that we commonly get a lot is, don't you guys ever get tired of just talking to each other? You guys pull up to the same table or the same whatever, and you guys have been just talking just forcing conversation for like the last not forcing no but that's what they think right they're like you guys are just forcing conversation for almost two years just to make content are you guys crazy do you really think we'd be doing this if it was inorganic and they're just like how do you guys do it like it's like i can't even like bear to like speak with my own family sometimes this much like how are you guys doing this it's by the will of allah by the will of allah when allah puts connection between people and baraka and baraka it's there, like, you don't have to try, you know. It's not a chore. Yeah, and like, bro, I mean, look, I'm, I love everyone that we bring on to the podcast, but if you look at the podcast, like, there are clearly people who we connect with and where there's no connection. When there's no connection, like, it can be felt. When there is a connection, 
that can also be felt. Yeah. And like for the most part, like with us, like bro, there's a connection. We don't try, and look like if we weren't recording these videos, we'd be talking either way. Exactly. Why not just hit record? That was a near. Exactly. And to tie it all together before Rami gives the the dua at the end, connection, just like you just said. How important is it for men today that want to be a good man to like have role models and those that he surrounds himself with yeah. to push him to the next level? They say if if you are in a group of, let's say, you know, people that are kind of bums, they're making like 10K a year, let's say. You're making 20K a year. You're, you're not going to change, bro, because you, you've mentally convinced yourself that you're better than the crowd. You're ahead of the curve. But go, go hang out with a bunch of millionaires. Make them the five. That you, I'm not saying cut off people that are poor. Of course not. Context, guys. Come on now. You go with the millionaires. You're going to feel uncomfortable, bro. You're going to be pushed outside your comfort zone. You, we as human beings, were hardwired to get uncomfortable when we don't feel this belongingness to the tribe. And you have people making millionaire, million dollars a year. You're making 20K. You're going to change that. You want to be better at, you know, consistent with your acts of worship reciting and reading Quran every single day, praying. You're acting, you're here with, with freaking people in the street, bro. Roadmans. What? You know? And it could be, it could go with anything in life. You want to be in shape and you're not hanging out with people that are doing sports or MMA or in the gym. It's not going to happen, bro. So I think one extra thing to add to the bonus tip for anyone that made it this far is if you really want to take yourself to the next level, surround yourself with like-minded people. And I think me... Angel and Rami, the three of us, yes, we've helped one another out many times. We've benefited one another, alhamdulillah. But we also benefited ourselves a lot being around one another. Mm-hmm. And that's something that it doesn't get talked about a lot. But we're just like, y'all, we're imperfect. We go through our normal things day to day. But we have each other's backs. And people people are like, oh, it feels good to like feel like I'm part of the campfire when I watch your videos. Alhamdulillah, but you guys need friends in real life too. Close, trusted people that you can rely on at times of need and times of hardship, you know? And it kind of sucks not having that, bro. I know from personal experience in the past, so make sure you guys get a network so you're never alone. People that check up on you. And, and this is to other people too. If you know someone that's probably not getting checked up on, bro, check up on them. Someone that's, that's just kind of, you know, you think he's fine, but is he really, you know? And then before you know it, the un- unspeakable happens. And this is common, bro. So check up on people in your family or friends that, you know, they might not have anyone. You know, be that friend you wish you had, bro. And with that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirat hasana wa kana adhaab nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.